For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Shalom. For and on the record, this is Minister Shedrick Ben Israel, and welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship Month. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central. And um, uh, I just uh, we just allowed uh, everyone to just state their name, uh, who's joining us this evening. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom, Shalom, brother. Shalom, honor for the record, brother Matthew, tribe of Judah. Shalom, bro. Shalom, brother. This is brother Alex from tribe of Judah. Shalom, bro. I still got you, uh, minute second. No problem, bro. I told you. Just take your time, man. I I got plenty of it. I just I just like hearing those music <laughs> and stuff. But whenever it can, you. whenever you can make it come through, hey, you got my email, so okay. <laughs> no problem. I got you, bro. Shalom, on, on the record. Shalom, oh. on the record. This is Sister Roberts. Shalom, Sister. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Minister? I can't complain, man. Life is good. Good. Great to hear. Anyone else? Born on the record is Minister Bartholomew, or Emmanuel, Tyler Judah. Shalom, bro. How are you? I'm good, as always. And yourself? As I just told the sister, life is good. I can't complain. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yes, sir. Anyone else? Yeah, falling on the record, this is Oxford Vaughn, Tribe of Benjamin, Shalom Nation. Shalom, bro. Anyone else? Shalom Nation, Brother Jasir. Shalom, bro. Shalom. Anyone else? Well, then I'll open up the floor. Well, on the record, Brother Hakeem, travel Judah, Shalom. Shalom, bro. Anyone else? Shalom, for on the record, Sister Anisha. Shalom, Sister, how are you? Hey, anyone else is present? Um, I have a question. Well, oh, go ahead. Anyone else? Going on the record, like Bernard, Tribe of Judah, Shalom. Shalom, bro. Going on the Anyone record. Else? Going on the record, Eric, Tribe of Judah, Shalom, Nation. Shalom, bro. Anyone else? Okay. 
Um, well, I guess we'll uh, wait for the others to come in. I wanted to ask anyone on this line a question. Has anyone's place of employment, I know this is going to be kind of old, but has anyone's places of employment been asking them to uh, prepare to route themselves to um, reroute their bank accounts or um, set up a, a direct deposit? Can you repeat the question? Uh, has anyone's occupation uh, been requiring them uh, within the last couple of months to set up a direct deposit for their bank accounts? Yeah, I already have one set up when I uh, where I work with. <laughs> okay. Anyone who probably anyone who hasn't had a direct deposit account set up and has been asked to set up one. No. Okay. Um, I'm only asking this question because, and I didn't mention I didn't mention this um uh, before, but uh. I, uh, Minister Emmanuel may know exactly what I'm talking about because he was one of the uh, uh, one of the ones who was here in the nation before many of us um, uh, who may have heard that they were going to start asking people at their occupations to uh, get direct deposit accounts. I think this is like maybe 2012 when Archangelo was here. And um, Hey man, you do you remember that discussion when it was? I think it was a podcast or something. Well, uh, priests and them were doing, and they was talking. I think maybe one of the sisters, or uh, I think it was Octitoro, who had mentioned that jobs were going to start asking people to uh, uh, require people to get direct deposits. I know that some jobs had already came with it, but now they're actually enforcing it. Some jobs more than others. Do you remember that, brother? Um, I, I believe so. Um, do you know what they're – are they stating the reason why? Okay, well, here's here's the deal, and I'm only bringing this up because our job at Access to do it by a couple of – probably like maybe a couple of months ago. They're saying that in July they're going to start enforcing us to open up direct deposits um, where the money, instead of us getting checks every week, we're just getting uh, – our money will go straight to the account, and um, they're going to instead of getting paid every uh, every week, we're getting paid every two weeks now. So I immediately thought about tax brackets, um, especially when you are now getting paid every two weeks instead of once. Uh, and and I was wondering how that would affect uh, a person who may be in a t different tax bracket because now with you know, the, uh, I guess you could say the earnings being compounded every two weeks, uh, does that affect the tax brackets? That's just one part of it. But then number two, I noticed that right at a time where it looks like they're coming out with this, like, monopoly money now, where they're putting, you know, uh, uh, Harriet Tubman on the dollar bill, and maybe putting Martin Luther King on the dollar bill, and maybe putting uh, Susan B. Anthony and all these other different people on the uh, uh, on these dollar bills. And I kept thinking, is the dollar about to crash? Are we at a time where the dollar may crash? 
And and that was the reason why I was asking if everybody was, you know, experiencing jobs where they were not enforcing you to deal with direct deposit. Shalom, Akka Andrew and Constable the Child Benjamin. Excuse me for being excuse us for being late. No problem, bro. Okay. Well, well one thing I can say about payroll and processing payroll, there are fees associated with it. Okay. If you're processing payrolls weekly, you're paying more fees a month. Um and so we typically like to do a bi weekly pace schedule because that allows us to um, cut fees that we would have to pay. Um, second, um, when you distribute checks and things of that nature, it's typically a cost for that paper. True. So by going paperless, you save money on that. So um, it's hard to say what that really means. Um, each organization kind of has their protocol, how they cut, um, you know, shave from the overhead, their overhead when it comes to um, building wealth within their organization. So it, it, it's a tough one to look at, to try to look at the economic state and look at what a business is doing because um, most businesses are going to fail if we have a major collapse and then you have those who are spearheading um, or controlling um, the the growth of the population and how it grows, and they're typically mm-hmm. ahead of the game. So, they, you know, you have to – you know, think that, you know, when you look at these elite families and these individuals who are, you know, hiring such a large workforce, you know, they're looking at the time just like we are. You know, it's unfortunate to say, but if a Negro's talking about it, you know they got to be talking about it because we're the last one to get the news, we're the last one to lunch, and we're the last one to come together. So <laughs> well, yeah. they got to be um, preparing for whatever is going to happen. But I can see them going um, paperless because we're so institutionalized institutionalized and enslaved that we don't give a rat's turd. We're going to do whatever we have to do to get some food on our plate from our master. So if, mm-hmm. they, if they can control us without printing money, why not? You know, it's like a calculator. You just throw five zeros in it and boom, you know, they got, they got money in their bank. So pretty right. soon we will be getting controlled by nothing except digital numbers. Exactly. That's just how crazy slavery is. I thought about that, but um, that's a really good insight. And I, you know, it not that you know it. Uh, I guess you can say startled me, but I just thought about it. Uh, I guess you could say in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but then again, like you say, every uh, every business has a different protocol. So you know. Where I'm asking now, if you know, if people are experiencing that they're, they're jokes, most people are not even, you know, no one can contest to that. So obviously, then that, you know, not the case. But I was just thinking, you know, with the dollar looking, you know, with the dollar going through the phase that it's going, and I was just like, well, now our job is asking us to, you know, you know, that it's mandatory now that we do the whole thing, which was something that they tried to enforce back, like when we first were in operation, but it was like it, they never went through it, and I'm not necessarily sure why, but, um, yeah. Uh, but i open up the floor for any topics anybody who want to uh, um, put on the uh, record. Just state your name going on the record. Hey, did you, did you see that invention 
a foreign on the record is Aki Manuel, Tribe of Judah. Did you see the invention of the the color coded condoms that detect uh, STD and it will light up a certain color when you have a certain disease? I saw that. And I was, I think it was created by like some college students or something like that. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, and I think it will, it will pretty much, I guess you can say, help uh, people who are, I guess you can say, uh, heavily active in uh, sex, so to speak, or sexually active, because you know now it will kind of cut down on, I guess you can say, STDs, maybe because we kind of live in a society where people just seem to not really give a damn anymore. But um, I guess with that particular type of condom, I mean, maybe there is hope. Maybe people will say, all right, no, that condom done turned blue, bro. You might need to go get picked out. <laughs> or sister, you might need to, you know, it's looking a little yellow. You might need to go to the bank, you know, something ain't right. So uh, anybody else has seen the article that the brother uh, or uh, what the brother is talking about. Yeah, Shalom. This is Art Andrew. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Yeah, this is Art Andrew. Shai Benjamin. For on the record, I heard about. I seen that. I, you know, I didn't. I seen the article on Facebook. I didn't look on into it, but I was just thinking. Look at that. How them people don't. You know, them 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 whoever made it up. Them college students. They made that up for the sole purpose of making a revenue, making some funds. And it turns out to be a positive thing, right? So, uh, you know, uh, I think that's a cool thing, honestly. I really think that's a cool thing because there's crazy people out here that do some crazy things, crazy things. And, you know, a lot of females can can, can, can now start to see that, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, you're a dirty bastard. Yeah, you did that, you that, this. You don't care for yourself blah, 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 and you don't care for yourself and you ain't care for me as much as you be trying to spit game and act like you do, but at the end of the day, all you're trying to do is get a quick fix, you know? Yes, indeed. I think that's part of the tale. Oh, I apologize. Go ahead. For an regular Emmanuel, I was just going to say, you know, just when you see things like this, it just really shows how uncivilized the people are like we're to the point where we have to create condoms that light up a certain color because they're such savages like, I think when you think when you think about what the, the government has to do in order to keep us in check like it's almost you gotta, like can you even blame them for a lot of things they do because we will go so far we have no no standard to the point like now they got to color code condoms. Like that is crazy. Yeah. Um, Shalom foreign on the record. This is Sister Anisha. I think that it's good. Um, I think that's it's definitely awesome. I'm sorry I had to mute it a little bit because I I kept laughing. But I'm hoping what this will do is it will stop the promiscuity. Right. Because yeah. they should be disgusted and grossed out if they see a condom changing color because you're nasty. <laughs> you're still trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully yeah. it'll it'll really put an end to it and and people will get the point. You know what I mean? And I will, 
I'm going to have to call back in because I'm about to go on the ground again, you guys. I'll call back in a few minutes. No problem. Shalom. 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 It's Sister Adiana. I, I was laughing myself when Sister Nancy said that. She's right. That is nasty. And I think it is a great idea. And I, I think it's a shame that the government, like you said, does have to go through such extremes. But so many people are so used to being told what to do, and they don't know what to do on their own right. without being told. And, and and a lot of them are comfortable with that. They want to be told how to act and how not to act. And, you know, without being without that happening, they, they they won't know what to do. Just like a lot of people institutionalized after being in and out of prison for so long or staying there so long, and then they cannot live in mainstream society. They don't know mm. how to act out here. Outside of the prison walls. Shalom, this is uh, Andrew. You know, it's it's um, it's ironic how the system making mentions that you know it will get it will have a lot of these sisters to really see the value in themselves that they possess. You know, and uh, I it's it, it, you got you know it reminds me how Oxfries is always you know he's always kind of jumping them down the brothers' necks because it's as if. We brothers is the one that have to show the sisters them that you know what? Yeah, you might have gotten some booty shots by the end of the day. You show more and you show all the men these things that like you showing all the men these things that at the end of the day, we gonna get tired of seeing that on a real note. Like don't get me wrong, I'm a man at the end of the day, but like if I see something that everybody takes value when I lose value of that, that's straight up. I'm kinda I don't know. I'm different still. Like, if I see value in something that everybody's like, oh, that's the in thing, I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm a trendsetter. That's how I look at myself. So I know that people, some guys like myself, they they, they going to get tired of these things. So, you know, show, show me something different. I can say, yeah, you know what? Ah, that's my sister, y'all. Yeah. You know, she got bored and just bronze her body, you know. She got brains too, right? And at the end of the day, that's going to show a lot of females not to be promiscuous no more, you know. But a lot of, you know, it's funny. It's funny that, that uh, it's funny that the sister used the word uh, promiscuous. And, and, and I was working, and, and when we're working today, the radio, like the radio plays all day, and then that Nelly, that Nelly um, Timberland and the Caucasian from Nelly Furtado came on, and, and they were singing that, that song, Promiscuous. I don't mean to change the topic, but this came on my head, right? They were singing the song, Promiscuous, uh, Promiscuous Girl. And I remember, I remember when I first heard that song, I was not in no, I ain't not know Hebrew, no nothing of that sort. But I know everybody was singing the song, I knew the words of the song. And I know there was a lot of people that didn't know the word promiscuous mean. I was one of them. But I'm like, yo, this is a catchy song. And a lot of females are singing the song, promiscuous girl, uh, promiscuous girl, you teasing me, blah, 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 blah. Blah, and I got what you need, that song, right? And a lot of people are just singing that. I don't know what the word promiscuous means. And when I found out what promiscuous means, I'm like, oh my goodness. How could we sing this? This is just like, how could we sing this? This is like, yeah, I'm stupid. Look at me. I'm dancing around singing I'm stupid. You know, so now people can see these things. And hopefully the men is able to show the females, like, don't know, don't be stupid no more. Don't even have these other men's. Having that are being stupid, don't be stupid with them. You know, smarten up, smarten up and see the beauty for yourself. More gorgeous than what 
the mirror shows back unto you. Are you? That's true, brother. And I'll, I'll say this. I it kind of made me think of uh, something I was listening to the other day. I was listening to at my job. They play a lot of hip hop or uh, trash now because there's a lot of it's not really hip hop, but they're playing a song by Usher. And um, what's the name of the song? I can. It was like, baby, I don't mind. Mind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you, uh, you dance uh, on that pole. Pole, it don't make you know. And it's like. It don't make you know. Think, <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting here thinking to myself, listen to the way that they're, like, the way that they're trying to promote promiscuity or whoredom amongst the people. It's like saying, oh, Christmas is good, but uh, uh, I, I just stick to the basics. You're not a hoe because you're making money. But who's condone? Well, why would you want to condone somebody who's a stripper? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, pushing that kind of mindset out there is making young girls think that there's nothing wrong with stripping. There's nothing wrong with being going to the club and just throwing dollars at girls and, you know, have them, you know, show all their stuff to men that she doesn't even know. And this is the type of people who are promoting this stuff every single day, every single day, and they're putting it on the radio. But guess who's backing these people? Guess who's putting this stuff out there? These top radio uh, radio companies, Columbia Records, Sony Records. I mean, they're promoting this type of stuff. And they're telling the people what to actually play on the radio. Or they're telling them what's hip. They're telling them what's cool. Oh, no one wants to hear love songs anymore. Black women are bitter. And they're, you know, they're, they're scorned. Uh, black men are just, they're, they're thugged out. They treat women like BSPHs. They don't like the black woman. We got to make songs about that. And that's like, that's not how we actually feel, but because we hear it so much, it's an indoctrination. You hear the same thing over and over and over, you eventually become it. So it's crazy. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on that? Uh, Foreign on the record, this Sister Robert. Um, I have a few thoughts on it. Um, well, first, firstly, as far as the, this this condom, does it does it work both ways? Does it like? <laughs> Good question. No, I mean, if if you put if the man puts it on, like, does it change colors or does it? Does anyone know? No. Emmanuel. No. Okay. Well, um, okay. Maybe no. no. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, uh, sister. I, I was saying. I guess that's a no. <laughs> I guess nobody knows for sure. Okay. Now, I, I'm looking. I'm looking deeper into it because that, that seems like a very good industry to get in with all these um, <laughs> these diseases out there. No, for real. <laughs> like, man. It, Let me get my friend. It's kind of weird because, like, two things. The first thing is it kind of just shows how far, like, we have to go just to have casual sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So instead of addressing the issue of casual sex, it's like let's try to 
Let's try to, and there's, I mean, it's a good thing if, I guess, for people that are engaged in it, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. But I'm thinking about, honestly, what type of chemical technology is on those condoms to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. And what kind of, and what kind of impact will that have on physically on the woman and on a man? Like, what is that? Good point. So that's kind of what comes to mind for me. Like, we're willing to kind of, or people are willing to kind of put themselves in whatever type of, you know, circumstance, not knowing the implications for the purpose of casual sex. And then feeling good because it makes them feel like they're protecting themselves. So that was just my thoughts on it. Mm. Thank you. I got a question. Anyone can answer it. So, I guess it, it our our kind of contraception is that like I use the word savage, uncivilized, or you know one who is un, is undisciplined and and so forth. Like, should we even be using contraception? Like, if you're a righteous individual, should we be using contraception or um, and protection and stuff like that? You have to. My opinion, me speaking. My opinion, me speaking. You know, we as as as, as those who believe in the Most High, those who are the Hebrew faith. You know, we shouldn't be looking for no protection for no man-made form, faction, form or fashion. You know, so when it comes to really being protected. You know, as us being protected, what are we protected from? Because if, if we are in, our priests make mention of this all the time. You know, we as men, we got to be men. Can't be saying one thing and hiding around, beating on the bush, doing something different from what you're saying. You know, at the end of the day, if you're going to say, listen, I want to be a polygamist. Listen, I have a concubine. Listen, I have somebody else. Listen, I have somebody else that I'm just, yeah, just be honest. And at the end of the day, the man should know, the man should be straight up from, from the get-go. You know, so if you're saying you're going to be protected, protected from what? You know, because if you're being honest, being straightforward, you have faith in the most high, and if you live in according to your faith, and your, your faith is not just a word, but you're making an action, and you're being true to yourself and true, and, and you know that you're not invoking bad karma or you're not invo- invoking unrighteousness um, um, upon yourself or, 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 or indignation upon yourself by the most high, then, yeah. You know, you know, birth pill, birth control pills, and no condoms or whatever other scientific technology they have out there for those things, right? But well, that's just me. You know, each, every man, every man work on their own salvation with fear and trembling. Let me leave it at that. Uh, this is uh, Brother Cedric, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'll just piggyback off just the last little bit that you just said, brother. I think how should I say this? When you look at the way society is pretty much set up right now, I mean, we're pretty much all over the place. Um, you have non-believers and you have believers. Um, that's just no different than when Priest talks about the usage of uh, Federal Reserve notes versus uh, real assets. See, savages don't know the real true meaning of money. They only are get, they only know the usage of Federal Reserve notes, as it is reserved for debtors anyway. Whereas, and if you have real assets, you can trade those assets. 
but because savages are not versed in trading real assets or don't really own them, they don't know how that actually works. So I guess you can say it's a it's kind of like a it's like a two way street with condoms. Um, whereas in they can Hello? yes. Hello. Yes. Who? May I ask who that is? Okay, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, I'll make it quick. I'll just say this. You have people who are savages, so to speak, and they're still out there. So I guess the way to actually just deal with the fact that, you know, they're going to be – because the the fact that the the reality is there are people out there who are having promiscuous sex. That is a reality. That's not something that we can just – uh, you can say, uh, well, we'll just look at the fact that the people who uh, worship Yah or Yahuwah or whatever, we can't say everybody is doing that. A lot of people are still having promiscuous sex. For those who are having promiscuous sex, they need to have some type of prophylactic in order to protect themselves out there because diseases are out there. And that is just for people who are engaged in stuff like that. As uh, Sister uh, Opti Robert said earlier, that's the thing that we have to be mindful until they can come into the under proper understanding of, I guess you can say, uh, marriage, uh, commerce in marriage, uh, sexual intercourse in marriage, so to speak, commerce, sexual intercourse being the same thing, until they can understand those things and properly understand those things. Till then, they honestly, condoms, I, I believe, are definitely needed. But for those who, you know, have one wife or have, you know, they're getting these polygamous, uh, I guess you say consortiums, they, you know, should practice at least not using, I guess you could say, prophylactics, so to speak, if that is what they believe in. I'll just say that. But I'm saying if a nation actually sets the standards for that, then you follow the nation's standards. And, you know, I'm not the one to speak necessarily on it, only because I don't have a nation of my own, so I don't know how that would work. But the reality is people still have promiscuous sex. Those things out there just to, you know, protect people against those types of things. Now, whether they use them or not, that's not, I can't say, because I don't live everybody's life, but go, uh, someone's about to say something. Yes, uh, uh, this is uh, Andrew, and I want to say first and foremost, you know, um, I, good, you know, good, uh, good outlook, you know, I appreciate that outlook on you looking at it in the form and fashion that, you know, what, in my own words, from me hearing you saying it, you know, we, the whole world ain't a Hebrew or the whole world ain't acknowledge themselves to be Hebrew. So mm-hmm. those who have a distorted mentality that's selfish and they're not out for the betterment of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, put it like that, um, you know, there has to be some kind of beast control, you know, how the parental control, there got to be some beast nigga control in a sense, right? But um, I, I don't, you know, um, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that 
I can run the government better myself. I am not saying that. I'm not there as yet, so I can't predict the future for me to say that. But what I can say is, for example, the way how in Canada they're legalizing marijuana and they're going to start selling marijuana in LCBO, liquor store, right? Now, they're going to start selling marijuana to be smoked in a liquor store, but according to the scriptures, marijuana was never intended to be bought, right? So to the individual that's bought marijuana and getting it from the regular marijuana seller now, and when they go on into the LCB liquor store and they can get marijuana, the government's not helping individuals to realize that, yo, burning marijuana is not a righteous thing. So you, um, as an individual that's going in the store, burning marijuana, and then you're going to get it from the store even though it's legalized, like, in a sense, in a sense, it's like, the government really don't care about fixing the problem, only, only measuring it out for their own purpose. That's how I'm seeing it. That's um, like any kind of intervention that is brought up, upon, brought up on a boat, it's only brought up on a boat for the sake that, okay, you know what, this could be scaled out in a way where, yeah, all right, yeah, this, is, this, this will work. Yeah, you know what, we don't care about the people, then, but as far as the industries, yeah, all right, yeah, bring that along, this will work. You know, but as far as in helping the people, then um, do what? Nah, that, that no, nah, that no, nah, no, nah, scratch that. No, nah. next, that that intervention is not on their program. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got a question. Yes. Hey, I was y'all talking about next. Um, Brother, we can't even hear you. Man, who's speaking? Because we can't even hear you, brother. Did you hear me now? Yes, sir. But, but who's speaking? This is Ram, yeah. Shalom, brother. How are you? Shalom. I know I sound kind of dreary. I'm tired. I just did 12 hours. But I got a question. <laughs> okay, brother. Okay, y'all, what, what, the, the conversation that y'all was talking about was, yo, was y'all talking about the whole protection of condoms and diseases and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, my outlook on, on the whole fact of condoms, right, what is protection? Because from my understanding, when a man and a woman made a covenant, which a covenant is a contract, right? So if a man and a woman made a covenant, they made a covenant between the man, woman, and the most high, the creator, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when this man entered into this woman, he's entered into her spirit, which a lot of us know by law, meaning that is some kind of, you know, one part. Not I won't say that that's, that's marriage per se, but it's one part of it. But what is protection? Because a condom is it, the way I look at it is it's like is it is it something that's going against the grain? Is it it's going against the laws of nature? Because condoms won't stop you from catching HIV or AIDS. That's my question. What is protection? 
Are you? Are that a rhetorical question? Andrew, protection is one being being prevented from receiving harm done unto them. That's my yeah. That's how I view protection. Okay, so that's protection, right? Right. Why is it that people that use condom they still catching these diseases? Well, you know what? I I I, I don't know if they catch these diseases from from using condoms. But you know that's a good yeah, matter of fact, yeah, that is true. They do get yeah, that is a good point. You know, so I, at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> I I personally don't believe in a man supposed to be wearing condoms. Um, I don't believe in that. Hey, that's that's me. I don't know about any other guy, but I don't I don't have sex on a regular. I don't go out there and have sex with these different women. I don't do that. Like that's that's not my forte. Now, I do talk to a lot of different females, but that's it. But the whole fact of having sex, nah, I believe that if I have sex with this woman, I'm giving her my soul. I'm signing a contract with this woman. I'm giving her a part of me. But the whole fact of... A condom. What is protection? Because people out here, I, I know this guy um, from from down the way that I, that I know. He's like probably like 30 minutes away from me, but I know him. And he was having sex with this girl. And next thing you know, he found out that he had AIDS. Always wear condom. What is protection like? I know a couple of people that happened to. Well, you know, you know, it's it's funny you said that because at the end of the day, um, I think you know people don't. I think that I think the problem is people don't. Um, you know, you know, it it it, it, it reminds you about about like school, right? Because. We as people, we only do with what we know. We only do things according to what we know. And regardless of whatever we're taught in them, in them prison systems that they call school, I don't know how your school system is out in America, right, out in the United States, right? i never been to no school in the United States. And I know in, 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 um, out here in South Canada, they got, they got some course called social studies. So that's when you learn about, you know, you learn about the sex penis, you learn about the vagina, and you know about how it's supposed to work and so forth and whatnot. But when it comes to, like, school, you don't know, they don't teach you about, they don't really teach you about what is the purpose. Yeah, we all know sex brings for children. We know that. But, you know, as, as I said, it's not, I don't think the school system, this whole system is to show or enlighten individuals to be able to fend for themselves. It's only for for them to fend for, like, basically industrial purposes because at the end of the day, we as people, we don't know nothing about how uh, we are supposed to be viewing this word called sex, you know, because uh, I don't even know if the word sex is even in the scriptures. You see what I'm saying? So it's like when we use this word sex and then we use 
and 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 then we try to relate it to the perspective of how it is being brought without in the scriptures. That's like a whole different world right there. You know, it's two different dimensions, and one has to be able to be renewed or put themselves on a different perspective to really talk about it in the fashion and how it is displayed without it in the scriptures. But as far as in just a term sex, it's like, oh yeah, yo, I don't. People talk about sex like yo, it's a lollipop. Oh yeah, I had that flavor. Yeah, like you know, it's 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 people view it in a way where where they weren't taught that in a school, but they were taught that from friends they hang around with, TV, right? They're taught they're, they're taught that by, um, I guess I guess society, you know. Um, so when it goes back to what is protection, you know, uh, protection what from, um, I guess protection from shame, I guess protection from not being on in the in crowd. It could be a lot of different things. That are you. Hey brother, that was that was like deep because one of the things that stick with me what you said right. You said, um, what is sex? Like, does sex, is sex in the, um, in the scriptures? It don't, it don't have the sex, the word sex in there. You know, in there is covering. So you, it's like you're covering her, which mm. it's, it's a lot deeper than we actually, uh, well, most of us really actually understand, but you actually said something that was very, very, very strong because when you said the whole the whole fact about the sex, which think about it, before we actually become civilized, we were savages, right? What does savages do? So everything that that's surrounding us, everything that we do, surrounds. Everything that goes against the, the laws of nature, everything that goes against the, the grains, everything that goes against the covenant of the Creator. So why go there and you put on a, a condom, which that's going against nature? What are you trying to protect yourself from? Because from my understanding, AIDS, what is AIDS? What is these different diseases? All it is is mucus. That that causes it started off as mucus and and it, it hardens it up, and then it turns into all this inflammation and all this stuff. Well, chill out, phone on the record. This is uh, uh, Minister Cedric. I think you kind of just answered your own question, brother. You just asked what they would be protecting themselves from. It will be protecting themselves against the trans the trans the transmission of bodily fluids that could be detrimental to their health. Now, any wise person in their own wise mind will be wanting to protect themselves against something of that if that person knows that we live in a society. And I think this is what we keep forgetting: we live in a society where prostitution. Promiscuity is promoted, brother. You can't sit here and say you don't believe in uh, prophylactics. You may not practice using prophylactics 
whereas in the general society does for the purpose of not transmitting bodily fluids that may be detrimental to them. You still have to think outside of the box. You have to think outside of yourself. There are people who are still walking around here having unprotected sex that may have something and may not want, and the people who are out there who may not have anything may want to protect themselves against that. It's nothing wrong with that. Mind you, I also said earlier, you have people who are in a state where they don't practice polygamy. They do not practice monogamy, which puts them in a position where if they are practicing uh, uh, sex with multiple partners, they're going to eventually contract something. That is why that is out there. Is it necessarily protection? If it is used correctly, I think most of the time people may end up with quote-unquote diseases is because they do not use certain things correctly. People can tell you all day long they use protection. You don't live their life, and you don't know what they have done. People will tell you what they want you to know. But for the most part, I will say this, brother, and please understand this. If you are a Hebrew, right, and you believe that people shouldn't be using prophylactic, does that change? Does that necessarily change the situation where there are savages out there who are still being promiscuous? That's what we have to see. That is why the general public has uh, prophylactics out there. That is something that we cannot look past. Until these people can properly put themselves in a situation where they can commit themselves to a union, then it would be, I guess you can say, you know, in order to transmit that, you know, the healthy fluids to that significant other. Because the whole purpose of us even operating in such is to procreate. We understand that. And I understand your position on it. The whole thing is, the whole point of a divine union is so that you can procreate. We can't deny, yeah, we can't deny that the situation is people still have promiscuous sex, brother. But I yield. Shalom. Yes. Going on, going on the record, uh, Eric, I was saying that piggyback what you were saying, and you also have to uh, understand that uh, every every uh, we are how you say it under a government who is not in a covenant with the Most High. So everything that they promote and everything, they're going to be going against nature. So yeah. that's why it's, it's set up the way it is with that idea. Yes, sir. That's something you have to look at, brother. Because I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but you have to remember, you, everyone doesn't operate like you. And until we end up with... I guess you can say nations of our own, where you can enforce those things, that will, I guess you can say, I guess you can say that would alleviate your conscience, so to speak. But the whole thing is, brothers, we live as in, we live in a society where, uh, Eric just stated, you know, this country promotes promiscuity. (laughs) And that's the reality we have to deal with until we can gain control of uh, our people, 
And this is the this is the this is the spiritual warfare, brother. Getting people to understand that there is a righteous way of living. People don't see that because they're too busy being busy. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, they're too busy being busy and they gonna miss a whole lot. Go ahead, brother. I apologize. Hey, yeah. yeah. So oh, do you notice one at a time. What did you say for a hockey manual and then the next person? Okay, I didn't – forgive me if I was out of place. Um, no, no, it, yeah. I know you had spoke, first of all. You know, I look at – you know, everyone has their view on the sad Romans or the, what we call the white man and what they do. Mm-hmm. But I think they – you know, it's tough. man. If you look listen to everything we're talking about, these are behavior issues. Yeah. And it's like – Imagine having to go to the extreme to control an animal's behavior. <laughs> you know what I mean? All all the way to the point where you got to put it down because it's so out of control. There is nothing else you can do to stop this animal from doing what it's going to do. Um, you try to trick it, hoodwink it, do everything around, anything in the book, even break the law to contain this beast um, because of its behavior issues. I think kind of everything is just an attempt to, you know, you know, keep the um, disease in control. You know, if you ever, you know, study the CDC and to try to find a way to at least maintain um, control them. All these times I was just. Like a maze, like man, the extent we have to go to stop, you know, these animals from, you know, destroying everything out here, you know, because they will. You know, we gotta trick them with um, different condoms that light up just to find a way to stop this behavior because it's just savage. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that. Oh yeah. Shalama. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shalom, going on record. I, I was just thinking something. Uh, I don't know. Well, you can correct me if I'm wrong. When they gave us dominion over the animals and everything, I believe we forgot that we was animals as well. That's why we got to be. <laughs> 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 That's oh, why. And, and, and uh, uh, United States of America, their biggest promotion is uh, the porn industry. And, uh, as a, as well as the drugs, you know. Mm-hmm. So when they promote them to, and, and that's the biggest, and that's what we see all the time, then it is going to be hard to get them out of that state with that idea. Yes, indeed. And he, uh, someone else is going to say something um, after Aki Manuel, and I didn't know exactly who was uh, getting uh, ready. Yeah. Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. Before I knew Akimani was going to speak, it's just that, you know, it's funny how we as a people in this day and time, we used to be able to kind of predict, you know, we used to be able to kind of predict, and now it's like we lost that sense where we were able to predict. I think it's like, what, Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 25, around verse 17, it tells you the senses, you know, this, we say there's only five senses. I don't I never get the five, but in the scriptures, it tells you like, well, seven, right? Ecclesiastes, chapter 25, around 17. One of the senses is, is meditation, too, right? Surprisingly. But we used to be able to predict, and now 
it's like we are compelled to have other people predict things for us, you know, and that's a scary thing. It's a real scary thing because, you know, we still are, like back in the days, we used to, we used to be healthy, you know. We used to didn't even need to really work or not because our, our regular activities in itself would keep us fit, male and female. But nowadays it's like, okay, you know, we work out. All right, you know what? Yeah, I'm a work on no. All right, yeah, I'm a work on no because I know the ladies like me. You know, I like I like I like when the ladies like me work on no, and I like when I feel good about myself and so forth and whatnot. So now we're in a backwards thinking, like yo, we got to do things to the point where we're doing it for the wrong reasons and not even realizing that you know what, man, I go to work and I got to do some hard work. Let me work on not to stay up on par with the work, or let me work on not so that. I don't feel weak or sluggish just getting up, off, getting up off of the couch or whatever the case may be. We 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 viewing these things in the wrong way. So going back to we as a people doing things in the wrong manner and and having another set of people, another nation of people predict things for us in a way where they're not even making good decisions for us and they're not even making. And they're not even making bad decisions for us, really and truly. They're making neutral decisions for us, and we're complaining about the neutral decisions that they're making, saying that, oh, they're not making good decisions for us. Oh, they're making bad decisions for us because we ain't making no decisions, because we're nothing on the face of the earth. We call ourselves black, and at the end of the day, what is that? That's something underneath your shoe bottom, your soul, S-O-I-L, or S-O-L, you have you spell that, right? You're nothing at the end of the day, and... Don't get me wrong, I love my people. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if they can't realize and find themselves to love themselves, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? I honor the love that's in my heart. I honor the love that's in my heart, but it's only so much I could give from what I honor. You know? So uh, I hear what Oscar Manuel is saying. It's hard. It's hard. I I also wanna I wanna piggyback off something you said, brother. I know you you said that we we used to be able to predict. Well, and you said that, you know, we have people, you know, making decisions for us. But you know why, but you do understand why that is. That is because you have a people who have been sitting back for years studying us. That's number one. They've been studying us. They are scientists in their own right. When you look at the scriptures, you will notice that there's a repetition of everything. Even y'all Ruth had, you know, brought this to my attention a year ago, that there's a repetition of everything. This is why when you see certain things in scriptures happening, when you get the revelation, you will see the exact same thing. You will see the prediction, so to speak, because these people have been seeing the same things over and over and over and over. They've been studying patterns of human behavior for years, particularly ours. So when they come to the final decision of how to deal with us while taking care of themselves, they can make the quote-unquote neutral decisions that may, you know, go both ways for the benefit of them or for the detriment of ourselves. But you also have to remember this, brother. When you living under uh, you living under uh, captivity of another country or another uh, nation, you can't expect that nation to show you any type of gratitude when we are operating when we have become savages ourselves, so to speak. 
So that only makes it, when we treat our, when we, we ourselves, within ourselves, um, have become so savage towards each other, it only makes it just that much easier for them to be, you know, access towards us. Because if we treat each other like nothing, they're going to treat us the exact same way. All I'm saying is, you know, the predictions are made because they have been studying our behavior. And they have also been studying our laws. This right. is why they know what to execute. Right, and you know, it's it, 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 it's it's um, it's exactly what you made make mention. Uh, excuse me, it's exactly what you made mention. Uh, you know, to pardon me, I gotta kind of tone up my voice a little bit. I'm going in the library. Um, I you, you know, it, it, it's exactly what you made mention uh, because to the point and the fact that the point of fact that um, we as a people, you know, we 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 we, we were being watched. Every movement, you know, it's every movement you made. I'm gonna kind of divert a little bit, right? Because I remember me growing on up. Um, I ain't never grown up in no hood, but I grew up around people with hood mentality. And when you go around people with hood mentality, you even gotta watch what you think because what you think displays upon your face, and people is able to read your thoughts from your facial expressions. You get what I'm saying? So in a sense, I say that because of it. Thank you very much. <clears throat> All right? In a sense, thank you for kind In a sense, I say that because um, we as a people, we stopped thinking from the natural perspective in which we were designed to originally be thinking from. And on top of that, too, we have these other paganistic nations that be doing these things and thinking from the perspective that we're displaying. So at the end of the day, we got to get back in tune. It's, you know, we got to look within ourselves and see what's in ourselves and see what's in ourselves on the outside. You know, through the natural principalities that express itself upon the manifestation of this realm that we call Earth. We have to see that. And once we are able to see that, then it doesn't matter who want to copy us. We want to read us and watch what we do because we're always we're always able to issue out the same action through different measures or the same principles through different measures. So if you copy a one style, all right, I have a million more. Copy me by all means because at the end of the day, you're helping us, and we are intentions to help the Most High Almighty. But at the end of the day, I'm not hiding nothing. I am who I am, and I be who I be. So what you see is what you see, right? Are uh, you? Yes, indeed, brother. Um, does anybody else have any uh, any other thoughts or um, that they want to make regard in this particular topic? I thought this was a phenomenal topic. It got us to think. It got us to actually talk. I. I I was just I just love the energy tonight, I swear. Um does anybody have any other um uh thoughts that they want to add to this particular discussion? Shalom. Yes, yes sir. I would just uh I would just gonna uh add on about the early conversation about the money. Uh when they was transferring all the money to uh electronical. Uh, if they take up all the money like they doing I seen a, a place in down here where I stay in Georgia, 
Well, uh, uh, a couple of businesses they don't they start not taking cash. So if they was to mm. take up all you start taking up all the money, you know, like you uh, <laughs> how you help out the uh, homeless and and uh, that's gonna take away how you help out the homeless and uh, how you help out the fellow people who you know they doing bad and they on you know drug they you know they come through and they want to do your yard or or wash mm-hmm. the car the cash to give them because they're taking up all the cash in circulation. So that's going to have a domino effect on a lot of other things, people who work under the table, you know, all types of stuff. So with that idea, I was just, well, I was just making, you know, statement on that with that idea. But that's a good, that's a good, good uh, discussion topic right there, brother, because I, I actually mentioned this to my sister last night. Uh, I was telling her I was in this uh, grocery store the other day, and there was this fellow. He was in there with his four daughters, and the store clerk asked him to bring his backpack to the front of the store. And he was like, you can't walk around the store with your backpack. So he was like, well, I keep all my money in my backpack. So he pulled out this big wad of money. I, I can't even. This wad of money had to be about the size of a, almost about the size of a, a I say about a uh, mango, maybe a, a guava melon or something. It was really, really people would call it a stack, so to speak. And he's like, "Yeah, I keep my money in my backpack." And I was sitting here thinking, I wonder if this dude has a bank account because with you walking around with that type of money, it's not in a bank account. You, you know, we operating on the system of credit. What good is your dollar bill going to be in the next couple of years if the dollar is to fall? Who's going to, you know, how are you? I mean, and and, and then that just goes to go back to what the brother uh, Andrew was saying, where people making decisions for us. How many of our brothers and sisters right now probably, you know, don't have a bank account or even think about getting a bank account or even consider getting a bank account? What will be the will be the benefits of getting a bank account? They they probably don't even know. There are black people who who are still shoeboxing their money and hiding under mattresses because they thinking I don't want the white man to get my money. I don't want anybody to steal my money. And I just keep thinking, well, these are the same people who are going to be you know uh, exposed with with the stuff all hanging out. Because when they start going to the stores and, the, you know, the stores don't sell, you know, accept, you know, this cash for value, they're going to be screwed. Because if the stores don't accept it, how are they going to be able to open up an account now when all they probably have is cash? Unless they're smart enough to take the, the, uh, the money that they get from the job and actually go and use it to open up an account, if they're smart enough to do it. But... Uh, yeah, that's something I just kept thinking about. That's a good discussion topic. That is, that is. Well, <clears throat> point of recognition, Emmanuel, you know, removing <laughs> the money has a lot of value when it comes to this modern-day slavery. And, frankly, this beast is in the uh, – uh, is uh, it, 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 it loves uh, producing slaves. I just say it like that. It's in the business of creating slaves. So you got to think about how many people don't pay taxes. You think about the barbers, the people who are hustling, the people who are, you know, panhandling, the people mm. who do not do a 1099 or a W-2 at the end of the year. They're not 
those dollars are not getting accounted for. So just think about a dope dealer who got to uh, swipe a credit card to do a transaction. It's not happening. You know what I'm saying? That's going to force people to have to go work a job because you ain't about to be hustling like that. They're going to be – because then that's creating a paper trail, and you're going to be in the prison system. That's probably why they're building FEMA camps because a lot of people are going to be in them because they ain't going to have no way to eat because there's a lot of people who are eating, which we would call in, in the sense of what we would call illegally. You know, right. um, this is gonna, a lot of things are going to change. It's going to really empower them, you know, by them removing the money because there's going to be more accountability, more accounting going on, and people are going to really have to show their hands. And a lot of people aren't doing that. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the other part of society that we have to under really deal with. Yeah, that's the other part of the society that we have to deal with. Is people who really don't they don't get it, you know they don't really get the times that we are in, in order to say I have to be a little bit more wise about you know my money. Like I had to talk to my mom into get I had to talk to my mom's into getting a bank account one day because she just was adamant about not putting her money in you know these folks' bank. And I'm just like, well, mama, really outside of credit. All that is is paper you got, but you want to be able to use credit in a transferable way, you need to put it in a bank and get you a card. I rarely use these dollar bills. Like, I mean, the most I probably use dollar bills in, like, the last couple of years is probably – I haven't used it as much as I've used uh, the card. I, I mean, since, you know, the card, I just swipe everything uh, because, I mean, it's quicker, it's easier. But now they have the chips in the cars now. So now they read the chips instead of – some places read the chips instead of the swipe. Oh, you use the swipes? Oh, I hate them swipes. Oh, suck it. Yeah, the, they're, they're <laughs> using the chips now that they're putting the chips in the cards. Uh, at Wells Fargo, they uh, put chips in the cards. Oh, oh, speaking of that, speaking you of know, chips. I want to comment on that before you uh, – I want to comment on uh, a little bit. Oh, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. You know, I now that I am hearing you guys speak, I see that in a sense, credit the credit that is being issued out, it's as if it's supposed to kinda ignite the people to look into themselves and and, and apply their value so that they can behold some kind of principle or gain uh or gain And I and, and I don't think this, uh, I don't think I don't expect another nation to teach a people principles. By the end of the day, everybody's culture is different in their own. Even if they wanted to, it'd be difficult. It would just be like almost impossible. Because when it comes, like if I go to work with a bunch of Italians on a on a, on 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 a, on a on a work site, I'm not gonna really understand their language. But if I'm working with Jamaicans, then everything's matters and respect continuously. That's that's just easy, and it's easy for me to work because I'm more comfortable. And yeah, you know, I know the vibes, and yeah, I know how the things set already. But with 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 with, with um with 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 we seeing that you know with Ak Eric making mention of you know the people and bringing on their own. They're not accepting cash. That is kind of 
you know, in a sense that kind of shown people uh, insight upon manners, respect, honor, and principles. Kind of you. Hello. Yes, sister. Hi, Yana. Um, you know, as I was listening, I was just reflecting back on just recently I went to the store and there was someone outside. He's always hanging out there begging for money. And I was thinking to myself, what are you going to do when they take away this cash? <laughs> you know, because nobody's going to be able to give you anything. <laughs> you won't, they won't have it to give you. It's all going to be on plastic or however they put it. But um, and and then another thing that I've been looking at over the years, oh, for like a long time now, like I one I think one of the brothers mentioned about um, the direct deposit on the on the jobs and things like that. Well, um, unless you like get a 1099, like I get a 1099 and also get a W two sometimes too. Depends on you know how I work through the year. But um, all jobs, all companies now they are enforcing that direct deposit, they almost are making you feel like it's a must because if you don't have an account of your own, they'll give you one of those, one of their cards, um, cash cards or whatever they have. So, and, and then for people who don't have any accounts, they make it really inconvenient. It's it's really not convenient for you to get your money if you don't. For instance, when like the 1099 situation, when I work for it's a lawyer or whoever I work for, and he gives me a check. If that check is for $2,000, you know, I'm not going to be able to go and cash that check without paying a hefty fee somewhere. Right. And even right. if I and I don't bank at the same bank that he banks, so they'll charge me a fee. So, like I said, if you don't have the account an account of your own, they're going to make it really, it's really inconvenient for you. Um, and it's going to get worse. And with that, I yield. Man, you said it was a mouthful. I was just, you she said, what is the the guy who's outside begging or uh, hand, you know, asking for handouts going to do when there's no money to be given to you now because not everything is going to a card? He's going to, he's going to come to get one of my... Um, my credit credit processing card. As long as he makes ten thousand a month, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so, hey, hey, so so let me throw let me throw a phrase out there for you and tell me and smile on it. Your net worth is your network, and I say that off of what we're talking about right now. What are your thoughts about that statement? Your, your net worth is based is your network. You you're saying that okay, your net worth ending with an H is your net work ending with a K? Yes. Yeah. Um I mean I mean technically I kinda you see Yeah, pretty much. You said why I mean, because all your net worth is I mean, well you talking about network being your capital. It's a representation of uh, pretty much all that you as a business has to offer. Is it's pretty much the bulk of who you are. It's it's the it's the value of who you are. So I mean, I I, I guess you can't go wrong with that phrase, so to speak. Yeah. Shalom. This is uh, Andrew. Um, 
not you know my, my my answer what I think of that is you are that which you value you know you are that which you value so at the end of the day if what you mm. value ain't what you value you know you could be like oh yeah I got a nice <laughs> job I got a nice job I work at uh you know I I I'm the CEO of uh um some whatever right um uh, let's say I'm the CEO of these 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 IT shoes, right? And at the end of the day, everybody starts buying IT shoes, and then everybody starts wearing some shoes where they fly on they, where they fly on the shoes. And nobody's gonna care about your shoes and what you've been valuing. At the end of the day, that ain't bringing in no net worth. So you put all your energy in valuing your your, your net worth, but your net worth ain't valuable no more. So it has no value. So you're you know you are that which what you value. Yeah, if your value if you what you value ain't ain't ain't, ain't important or of any true value, then yeah, you ain't really much. Alright. So when you look at your network, see everybody on this call right now. This is your network. And when we talk about the money falling and dollars dollars collapsing, all these negative things. Well, when you look at your network, your network is the people you know. If we fall to a, a, a if we fall to a state where everything collapsed, who are you going to be able to barter with, trade with? True. You know, who are you going to be able to? Um, Swap um, resources with to sustain yourself. There's a saying that says you are worth what your net worth is worth. So if you look at the five people in your life and they're worth two hundred dollars, then that's your net worth. Because if everything hits the fan, you can only go out and say, "Hey, buddy, can I borrow two hundred dollars?" Because that's what your network is worth. So you know when we talk about all these these collapse happening, you know. Think about networking and having a strong network because that's what that's what is going to get us through tough times. Collective economics, bringing our resources together. A lot of things we've talked about in the nation, you know, that is the supreme commerce right there. You know, a dollar is just a negotiable tool. It's an mm-hmm. instrument, but the energy is exchanged person to person. So um, networking. And having a strong network is your network. Um, and I just wanted to throw that out there, something we should be thinking about in the power of networking. Because at the end of the day, um, this dollar is nothing. It has no true value. And if it collapse, if your network is strong, you will get by, you will be secure, and you will have a happy life, you know, while everybody else is struggling because they can't get the basic necessities to survive. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there, yeah. So, um, it's Brother EK. I just wanted uh-huh. to kind of add to what Brother Emmanuel was saying. You know, if you think about it, like, all these corporations, you know, that, you know, are foreign nations, whether it be Europeans, uh, Ishmaelites, so to speak, whatever, right? In the public, anybody, doesn't matter what race, can work for them, but in the private does believe that there's with their own group of people, you know, flipping on in, in, in the private, you know, doing real estate deals, 
doing all types of deals with their own private network that you and I would never see. So what brother, the brother is mentioning is like, why don't we do the same? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the public, yeah, you know, we do what we do, but in the private, we kind of are consolidating our network where if tough times does happen, we have each other to rely on because that's what these nations do. In the private, they're already planning what they got to do, you know, as far as how to kind of get out, you know, and that's something that we as the common people will never, ever, ever get to see, you know. So that is something I wanted to throw out there with that idea. Shalom. This is, you know, Shalom is Andrew. And uh, it's funny how you said that, uh, EK, because as you said that, what came to our mind is, you know, we some, sometimes we, uh, you know, I know a lot of people that measure and see, a lot of people that weigh up people's minds by seeing how much money they have in their account or how much money or how much they look like money. And then, we, then I know there's other people that don't even measure people in those ways. You know, they don't measure people as far as in how much money they have, <clears throat> how much money they look like. They measure people, they measure those same people as in their time. How quickly can they come up with a great plan to help them get through a situation or to fix a problem? So some people measure, you know, people by money or how much they look like money, but some people measure people on time. You know, how well can they work on a situation? How well can they handle the situation knowing that they have a lot of responsibilities on in their life? Um, how proficient, uh, how, how not proficient, how efficient can they handle this presentation? Things of that sort, you know. And, and, and those things, as little as, as, you know, as basic as they sound, those things should not be taken lightly. Because uh, it is, you know, um, when, when an individual can be able to express what they need to say and have others see their perspective in a clear manner that they can understand, uh, that's something value. You know, that's something of, of, of great value. And, uh, you know, so at the end of the day, when 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 when, I, when the set dollar uh, drops, yeah, a lot of people are going to be looking back. Okay, it, it's funny. When the said dollar drops, a lot of people are going to start thinking in their head, okay, who do I know has the most money? Even though the dollar drops, they're still going to be thinking that. Who do I know has the most money that I know in my circle? I'm not talking about Bill Gates. Which Joe Snow I know has the most money so I can go rob him? Or that I can go ask him or beg him and then not pay him back, knowing that I ain't going to have that and I ain't going to have the intention to give it back to him. Things like that, you know, because um, at the end of the day, a spade still a spade will still be a spade. You know, a fool will still be a fool. A lot of you. Yes, sir. Uh, does anyone have any uh any other um thing they want to add? Actually, I I wanted to uh add this to it because I was uh, going to speak on uh, something dealing with chips earlier uh, as it pertained to the uh, RV, uh, RD, R, uh, I can't remember exactly how that thing is pronounced. Um, a couple of years ago, um, Minister Emanuel had brought to our attention 
uh, that they were going to be microchipping people. I'll never forget that. And today I was listening to, I just so happened to just skim past this uh, video of uh, a group a group of, uh, so, uh, I guess you can say, Hebrew Israelites, so to speak. And I can't remember, oh, I think they're folk, F-O-P-E. It's a, uh, it's just a, a type of Hebrew Israelite uh, group. And um, they were talking to this brother. And I think the brother was an Israelite from Liberia. He was one of the, he, he, I, I'm not sure exactly which tribe. I think he's from the tribe of Judah. I, I'm not necessarily sure, but he, they uh, stated that he was a brother from Liberia. They did not show his face, but he said something that shocked the heck out of me. He said that in the military, in certain places in the military, they're chipping their soldiers. He said, as a matter of fact, they chipped him. He said he could have got in trouble for it. He said he can get in trouble for saying this. But he stated that he had not one chip, but he had three chips. I can't remember exactly where he stated that he had it. As a matter of fact, I think he said that he has a he has a chip and a mark. He said that they had put the mark underneath his tongue. I think it's the chip. He was saying they put the 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 uh, chip underneath one chip underneath his tongue. They slit the underneath the tongue and they put it there, and then they put it like. Uh, I think two or three other different places on his body. He said now they can detect him wherever he goes. And so the brothers was like, so wait a minute, they're chipping people? He said, yeah, they're chipping people. He said, he say, but he say, well, you're really no good now because you got the mark of the beast. He said, so you ain't going to be saved. So I was sitting there thinking to myself, man, now they're chipping people. But then I also thought to myself, I, I couldn't help but laugh because the brothers kept telling this guy, you're not going to be saved. You're not going to be able to get out of America. You, you, you're you going to go down with the beast. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, hell, you might be going down with the beast, too, if you don't clean up that status. If you don't get that debt off of you, you might be going down with it, too. I think... But for for the sake of the conversation, this just goes to confirm what Minister Emmanuel had been saying like years ago. He had read an article, he brought it to priests, and he had stated that they were going to be chipping people. Well, the guy in the video admitted that they're chipping soldiers now. So I don't know, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because some of us may have family members that are in the military. I have a god sister who just came home from the military. I didn't even ask her. Uh, I don't even think she probably would tell me. She may tell me because, you know, we're really, really close. But she just came from the military. And we all have family or may have family that may be in the military. But I just want you guys' thoughts on it. Go ahead, brother. What's going on the record? I'll hear it. Yes, sir. Uh, they've been they well in the south now. I I know the about at least five five or six years ago they've been chipping people when they start putting the chips in the animals when they get lost. Uh, they had a yeah. family in Florida they was testing and putting chips in, and there was a couple of folks in Florida and in Georgia they had you know been had chips a long time ago. Uh, 
but that I yield. Okay. Well, you know, I I I don't necessarily know if they should, you know, me so to speak. But what I'm saying is, you know, now I guess you can start to see this stuff come to fruition. It's starting to happen. Like now, as a matter of fact, there's a guy. He was saying, as a matter of fact, what video this was? This was in oh, it was in, a, it was in a, uh, actually it was in a video. Uh, um, I think the same group was talking to this Iranian woman who was telling them how the Jewish people or the Zionist Jews were not only just persecuting Palestinians, but they were persecuting Ethiopian, white, Middle Eastern, and they were persecuting the uh, European uh, converts, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, or uh, uh Jews that were coming over there. But in that same video, the guy was saying how, yeah, they're going to be chipping people. And he said, as a matter of fact, they had uh, uh, some game. It was a, uh, I guess it was a football game or something like that where these people would have to uh, pay to get in VIP. But in order to get in VIP, they had to have this chip placed underneath a tattoo. This is what the guy was saying. I don't know necessarily how true this was, but I'm only bringing this up because we're talking about uh, RDF chips, so to speak. And um, he was saying how they placed the chip underneath this tattoo, and then when you walk by, it scans itself. But then again, well, I'll just go on to say this. Again, I guess you can say it's not necessarily anything different than having your car chip because a couple of years ago, when they were talking about the, uh, the when they were talking about how the Federal Reserve was going to be bought out um, by the Chinese, they were talking about how the United States was going to up the ante on experimenting with biometrics. Biometrics is basically the technology where they use your fingerprint, they use your eyes, they may use sound, or they may use a. Uh, voice patterns or something of that nature in order to unlock your bank vaults or for you to get inside your bank account or for you to access certain different things like or, or access to or go, or through uh, security, so to speak, or entrance into a building. So they've already kind of been, I guess, RDF chips are just like an extension of that biometric system. It's just that now they're putting it inside of um. They're putting it inside the um uh the people's body. But I actually read an article where they were trying to convince the people to get these uh to get like these glasses or no, to get these uh eye contacts <laughs> that has a chip inside the eye contact. I can't remember exactly what the uh, con- eye contacts do. But I was saying to myself, who in their right mind would allow them to put a chip inside of a eye contact and then wear it, you know, but people do these things now. So I just kind of just put that out there just to see what you guys thoughts were on it. But um, if no one has anything else they want to share about it, I just open up the floor again for any new uh, topics and discussion. Just state your name for on the record. Shalom. Um, real quick, uh, it's just Adiana again, brother. Um, In line with what you were saying about biometrics, I know some of the iPhones, um, they have the retina display, 
And then they mm-hmm. also have the, the using your thumbprint or a way you can un- use that to set it to unlock, to lock and unlock the phone. And um, I know that my Capital One bank card has a chip in it. Um, as a matter of fact, the previous one I had, I was already informed that it had a chip in it, and I guess they wanted to make sure I they make they wanted to make sure it has a chip or maybe a new advanced one. So I went online to check my account one day and I saw um, where it was telling me to activate my new card, and I was like, "What new card?" So I called them. I'm like, "Are you sending me a new card?" And I said, "Because I didn't order one." They said, "Oh no, yeah, we're just sending you the one with the chip." I said, but "The one I have." already has a chip. So I don't know what that was all about, but they sent me another one with the chip. And then um, I don't want to get off the subject, but I have a question on along the lines of something else just to kind of clear ease my mind because I brought up curiosity when I was in um, New York recently and I was working like right around the corner from the Federal Reserve Building in New York, downtown in Manhattan. So every, like, like every other day or so, when I would walk by, I would see this long line of people with papers in their hand, and most of them were like, looked like they were Asian descent. Going on, but they cashing in for the gold. Or I mean, well, I thought that they they already had, it. but I, I was just wondering and curious what was going on. So I don't know what it, I don't know if that has anything. You said wait, you 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 say you stated that. You would pass by this Federal Reserve building, and you would see a long line of Asian people in there? It was mostly of Asian descent with papers in their hands. And I'm like, what is that all about? Hmm. That sounds, uh, what you think about that occupation? <laughs> she said she went past the Federal Reserve building. She saw a long line of Asian people there? Yeah. Papers in their hands. I mean, I don't know what they expect with yeah, that, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah. that that would that that do kind of make your light bulb go off in your head, be like, hmm. It made my because everywhere I look, I saw them all over. Like you could kind of feel their presence, like they were just kind of like I own this. That's kind of like how it was feeling, you know. Hmm. Like, Chinese. Yeah, they were of Asian descent. Oh, maybe they had all bond. <laughs> well, you know, or maybe I, they. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, well, you know what? Let me ask you this, sister. How how often would you see this? Like I said, um, I would go by. Well, I would pass that way like almost daily because I had to go over to the arbitration building, um, and. I would say like once in a week because I spent like a full week period up there during the week. And probably within a week, maybe at least a couple times a week. Mm. Well, well, I wonder if most of those, well, that's just, uh, that's just, that'd be speculation. On my behalf, because I, I was just curious right. to wonder what kind of papers that that would be. And I know, and I'll say speculation on my behalf because I'm speculating in my mind what kind of papers it could be. It could be bonds, stocks that are being cashed in. Because I mean, the Federal Reserve is a bank. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, it's a bank. So maybe you know they're probably taking maybe they're probably taking some 
treasury bonds they may have bought, you know, and cashing them in, just like they would do with any, like a super certificate almost. Remember those super certificates they used to have back then? I mean, I actually just only learned about super certificates like maybe three, four years ago when I ordered me one. And I was just, you know, when I started reading about the banking system and the stock market, I know that they were issuing silver certificates so that you can, uh, you can, I guess you can say at a particular time, you can go cash them in for silver or a piece of silver uh, at that. And I'm just thinking if that is what they're doing. But then again, who knows? But let's not forget that, you know, they pretty much uh, have a say-so in the way that the Federal Reserve is operating now. So maybe they're bailing in. Uh, who knows? But I, I think that's that's a good bit of information to kind of bring forward because at least we know, you know, what's actually going on up there in terms of who's in there. And if it's a whole bunch of Asians in there, then um. <laughs> oh, but you know what else? You know something else? One of yeah. That I was working with, I, I I was kind of trying to pick his brain to see what the reaction would be, and I said he's from the UK, and I said, uh, and I told him the situation. I said, well, what, what, I wonder what they were doing, just kind of to see what he was saying. He said maybe they're cashing in for gold, and he said it like he was joking, but I was like, hmm, should I take you serious on that? You know what I mean? Right. Because then again, because I just stated. They could be billing in. They could be cashing in. Like, they could have, like, these treasury bonds that – because, you know, they buy most of our treasury bonds. You know, they buy most of, they buy a lot of T-bills and bonds and stuff like that from us. So maybe they, you know, they get over here and they cash them in, and then they go out and they spend it like it would be regular currency. Or maybe they, you know, put it in on their bank accounts that they have with the Federal Reserve Bank. Who knows? But that is just, you know, something that, you know, I'm really interested in to know, and I probably will do a little investigation on that when I find the time, only because I want to really figure out, you know, what's, you know, what's actually going on with that. That sounds really interesting. But thank you for that, Sister Adiana, because now we know, you know, what's going on at the Federal Reserve. Anybody else have anything that they want to say about that or have any other topics they want to discuss? Just get your name phone on the record. Yeah, Shalom. This is Andrew. Um, yeah, uh, I would like to talk about what I – I don't have nothing to speak upon that that conversation, that topic, but I, I would like to discuss what I heard on the radio this morning. Okay. That um, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's false. I don't even know if the radio station knows if it's true or false. I think they're just passing along the word, I'm trying to get people's insight on it. As far as in, uh, as far as in, they starting to charge or fine corporations slash they said companies. They're gonna fine companies for sending last um, sending updated information or information to employees about work-related work related inf- work information or emails to employees the night before or the day of, of or the day of, of, of or the day of the assignment or the day of on a work day to prevent 
employees to be acting as if they're some leash dog. And I laughed when I heard that. I laughed because I know, like, I, I used to drive truck and, well, I, I don't know. I can't say used to. I still do. I, I just go whenever I feel like. But <laughs> uh, in that workplace, they, they, they just, they, uh, like, when I, like, when you deliver, like, it's a delivering company to do and whatever, in the delivery company, whatever the customer says, when we deliver to the customer house, even if the customer is wrong and they treat us like garbage, the 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 the, the warehouse, the manufacturing department, they don't care what it is. The customer is always right, and they don't communicate. They don't communicate. So it's like we go there, start six thirty in the morning, and we find out what's happening on a day of. But they would we, they would see us the night before and not say anything unto us. And I started to realize that, oh, and I said, why am I putting so much effort to be on their good side? And they're looking at me like a piece of meat. I was like, nah, you know what, nah, that, this, this thing's a two-way street, and this is not working like that. So, you know what, I just, I kind of, oh, I kind of had to ease up. And I and, and, and I, I laughed because it reminded me of that workplace. And I could imagine the amount of people upon the face of the earth that are going through the same struggle, the same battle, the workplace treating them like garbage, the workplace treating them like trash, and, you know, the workplace not seeing the value that they see within their own selves as as the individual sees the value within their own selves, and it's like, enough for them, you know, enough of these people, they think that, okay, you know, all Korean people have no sense, all Korean people are here in this country, and and and, and, and and are fools or they don't have no papers and they can't do no better and I don't know you know I, I don't know and you know so my question is is like um what do you what do you guys think on on, on companies or if anybody has an experience that they would like to share or know of anybody that goes through that let me know but what do you guys think of companies that um and I give people last minute notice and expect them to that expect them expect you know when the companies give last minute notice they expect that employee to just operate and just do don't ask questions just do get it done and do it perfect and without any hindrances or no without having or bringing upon or accepting any turbulences causing being happen in your life you know no diversion just do it. That's your sole purpose. That's your lifeline. <laughs> you don't breathe and you don't live. You don't eat until you get that done. Uh, uh, does anybody have any insight? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Can I give my insight on that? I know. Um, let me just say this because I know. Okay, here we go. I know that it can really be a pain in the butt sometimes. And I know that, you know, we have uh, places of employment. You know, most of us are at places of employment where we really hate our job uh, because some of the stuff, the way that they handle protocol most of the time is uh, sometimes it's last minute maybe. Uh, Some people may have uh, employers that uh, are not as uh, communicative as they should be. 
and they're not punctual as they should be with information. So it kind of throws the employee uh, off. But I'll say this. When you, what I'm learning, obviously what I'm learning is when you operate or working for an employer or corporation, as a, a minister, Emmanuel just stated, everyone has a different type of protocol, and you're always going to diff, you know, have a different personality attached to that corporation. So everybody's corporation isn't the same. But I'll say this. You guys have to remember, when you're dealing with a corporation, always remember that the the purpose of uh, the employee is that the time and energy goes towards the benefit of the shareholders who owns the corporation. So they don't really give two cents about how you feel or what you think. They're just looking at the fact that if you're working for them, you just shut up and you do. Now, of course, you know, nobody necessarily, I mean, we may not necessarily agree with that, but that is what you nine times out of ten are going to experience with a corporation only because they understand that corporations are really no different than a government. Some governments have dictators. Some governments have uh, despots or people who are the total opposite. Some people are actually genuinely nice uh, but are fair. Some people are just quote-unquote a-holes. But I think what needs to be understood is just understanding what a corporation is, and then you can eventually, I guess you could say, learn how to operate. You learn the order operation. And I think that's most, and I think what we also have to uh, consider, Brother Andrew, is the information that we're learning here at Tribes is to better prepare us for those things. Because I know you will hear me say this all the time, and you have heard me say this on several different occasions, Brother, where we are looking at the things that these costazoids are doing, and we will say, I don't like it. They aren't fair. They don't play by the rules. They don't even follow their own rules. Well, you just remember this, and I'm going to say it again. You will have your own government. I know that is may not have clicked yet, but I'll say this to any and all of you guys because it's true. It's in the scriptures, and it is in the will for anybody that wants it. We will have our own government, and we will be governing other people. And um, nine times out of ten, they're going to say the exact same stuff about us. And this is why priest is telling us that we have to learn how to tame our ego. Now, unfortunately, Caucasians may not have had that same, uh, they may not have had that same principle uh, taught to them, maybe. Maybe they have taught them to just bypass it. But what we will say here is that priest is trying to show us how to learn how to tame our ego so that when we operate in government fashion, we can operate in a sense of unbiasedness or uh, a respective uh, form where we don't show uh, uh, bias to anyone and we treat everyone with the same, you know, courtesy and respect. But you give everybody and every man his hire, his due. 
So that's just my own personal uh, perspective on it. Everybody else may not see it. Most people may like to want to choke the hell out of their employers. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, I, well, let me just, I guess I just ask everybody else. What are y'all thoughts got, on what that brother just said? I got Sandra. Go ahead, brother. This is Emmanuel. Welcome to the slave trade, man. <laughs> <laughs> you foolish man. Uh, and I and I say that because at the end of the day, we have a responsibility to be creators and to create for ourselves. Yeah. If you want to sit back and put that responsibility on somebody else, that's your problem. You know, there's equal opportunity out here for everyone to create a business. Um, to get in other um, joint ventures that will give financial freedom, time freedom, all types of freedom. If you choose to go to a job that's going to disrespect you, pay put a amount on your energy, like because your energy, and you're going to let someone tell you what your energy is worth, and it's only a little bit above minimum wage or minimum wage. That's your lack of appreciation for yourself. That's you. You know, there's people who go out there and say, I would never get under $1,000 an hour. And guess what? There's people out there who can make $1,000 an hour. There's people who, who who would not get paid under $100 an hour. That's a choice thing. It's kind of like being in a relationship and you let a woman step all over you or a man step all over you. You chose to let that person step all over you. Can you be mad because they're stepping all over you? So, you know, if you want to be in this, this modern-day slavery, that's something that, that we all choose. But believe me, there are a lot of options out there, and you should consider them if you're in a situation like that because you can go to some employees and they'll treat you very well and make yeah. you feel so comfortable you won't want to leave for 20 years. But that's at true. the end of the day, what is your worth? We all should ask this. This is a, a great question. What, what's your purpose? Why are you living right now? Like, like, what does success mean to you? What does it look to you? You know, uh, what? And, and when and when you look at these things, man, live with purpose, and you will find yourself not in these in these jokes. You know what I'm saying? Getting whipped. Uh, yeah, I, that's my thought. You have some powerful questions. I, I answer. You have some powerful questions. Pardon me, I'm just chomping on some chips, right? I mean, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. You have some powerful questions because at the end of the day, you know, you ask, you ask, what's your success dependent upon? You know, what's your value? That's a real question because at the end of the day, that's that's why I said, you know what, I don't, I, 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 I don't work there. And then I correct myself and said, yeah, I go what I feel like because at the end of the day, I realized that hold on a sec, why am I killing myself to make these people happy? Like, come on now. At the end of the day, they need me more than I need them. And I don't need them. Like, I, I, I used to depend upon them to the point that I became dependent upon them. And then I realized that, you know what, the more I started taking on in, and, and, and I didn't do no big, big, I didn't do nothing in no real estate. But the more I started listening to your brothers and sisters speaking upon the spiritual part of the real estate, then I started to think, like, you know what, we as the people have the value. A piece of wood and a two by four and a brick and some studs and a beams and some floor and a roof. That, that, that ain't got no life in it. It's we the people that create that asset to be what it is. So at the end of the day, 
why am I killing myself and they need me because me, I'm the truck driver. If I don't drive that truck, that truck is not going to drive itself to deliver the product to the people then. If I say, listen, I can't come on in today. I'm tired. What are they going to say? Oh, you get another driver? Okay, get another driver. Whatever. He's going to deliver it, but at the end of the day, you're going to call me tomorrow and tell me so you need another driver. So I hear what the artist is saying because at the end of the day, we have to be able to see our own success. And we people, we, for some reason, I don't know why, but we choose to only define words based off another person's definition, which they don't even know what a definition of. They just heard somebody say it. And it's crazy. It's like, come on, like, okay, you calling success what? Uh, a nice house, a white fence, wife, a dog, and an A-plus credit with a bench? Come on, like, okay, you don't get all of that, but at the end of the day, now that's you go away. That's a goal, ahead. though. That's not necessarily success. And I think no, no, no. People, people define that as success. When, no, brother man, I'm, I'm speaking from, like, brother man, in the Caribbean, if you, if you roll up in that lifestyle, you're the done. If you roll up that with that lifestyle, yeah, man, you're the big man. Everybody looks and say, you're a big man, boss man. Everybody look up to you and they want to be you. You see what I'm saying? So, brother, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm talking from the Caribbean perspective, like, that's the that's success. You know, that's, like, that's what people live for. Once they get that, then everything is sit back and they made it. You know, my ancestors went through slavery for this. So I have equal rights and I be just like the said white man. And, you know, he has to respect me and all people have to respect me because I get what he has. And people look at it like that. They ask their form of success, but at the end of the day, you know, my form of success is me being satisfied with what it is that I'm seeking to accomplish. I guess you could say it's like a goal. Uh, you know, I guess you could say it's like a goal. You know, my me being satisfied in what I accomplish in a way that that I am carrying forth, bringing forth the true essence of what my name ought to be. You know, and that's not. It sounds selfish, but at the end of the day, my name is passed on to my youth, you know, and their expression of what it is, my intention is for them when I'm passed and gone and the generation to come after me as well, you know. So at the end of the day, that, that, that's my form of success. And, 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 and with that being said, I can't leave the nation with that because even though my youth is who, 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 is who I am put on this earth to groom, for them to raise on up and be what they're supposed to be, according to the Most High, you know. At the end of the day, the saying goes, um, well, this is a saying that I made up. Family can't take care of the nation, but nation can take care of the family, you know. So, you know, without a, without a shadow of a doubt, we have to be able to see what it is our value because if we don't, then we're going to have other nations put definitions of worth upon our mental and define our own values Define our own views, defining what is right, defining what is wrong, you know. And if we don't know what to stand up for, our if we don't have principles, if we don't have morals, if we don't have, know our strengths and our own weaknesses, how can we stand up and say what needs to be said when somebody is pushing against, pushing when we're when we're being pushed against the grain, when somebody's not liking what we're doing, somebody doesn't like what we're saying, somebody might not like what they're saying just because they don't like us, but. A lot of times we got to know that, okay, if you don't like me, that's cool, but I love me. So that just because you don't like me, I'm not going to sit around and make you disrespect me. Listen, you're going to have to learn to 
respect me to the very least. I'm not saying I'm going to make you respect me. I'm, I'm telling you I'm not going to make you disrespect me. And that's, 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 that's no harm run, no harm done. You know, you take how you want to take it. This threat, whatever. I ain't threatening you, but it is what it is. You know, and it's just you, you as an individual knowing to love yourself. You know, knowing to love yourself and willing to, you know, willing to speak it. And, you know, now, you know, now we as people being of Hebrew, learning to express our minds, be put in our paper, we need to defend our, 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 our y'all give it rights that the most has placed upon our heart, not only in our mouth, but within our heart, first and foremost, in a righteous manner. Um, what about you? Yes, sir. Um, does anyone else have anything that they want to say about this particular topic? It was very, very insightful. Right. It's me again. This is Aliana, but I couldn't no help. No problem. Um, I just was, Brother Andrew was just saying, I, I really feel you, Brother Andrew. I know exactly what you mean about, you know, people defining their success and other people defining a person's success by the things they see, material things. And, um, you know, and sometimes they may see you may have a big old house, you may have a car, you may have all these things that they may admire. But if you have to work three or four jobs to hold on all of that, to me, that's not success. Peace of mind, since I've been in the nation, my whole idea of what success is is shifting. It has shifted and it's shifting more and more. First of all, peace of mind to me is very important in this price. You can't put a price tag on it. I don't want anything or anybody in my space. Um, for longer than I would, you know, care to have them if they're trying to take my peace of mind. If I have to do business with them, I have to, for instance, like we were talking about the corporations and the, 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 the difficult people to work with for the bosses. Well, this one um, as an independent contractor, this attorney I've been working with off and on for like for the last 15 years, he is a complete narcissist, which is the worst kind of a control freak. And the last time before recently when I he called me to work for him, I had said, I said to Musa, I'm never working for that man again. I'm not. I can't stand him. He, just, he had gotten on my nerves so bad the previous time. I said, so when he called me back, he knew he had to do something to make up for what an idiot he had, he had been before. So he upped the, the amount of money and figured me an out. And so I told him, though, I gave him conditions. I said, you will not talk to me any time away. Because the last time he talked to me in the way on the phone, and when we hung, when the phone hung up, and I had a minute, you know, my ego got in there. My ego got in there after that phone call. And I wanted, I, call, I wanted to call him back and just give him a piece of my mind. I had shared this with, with Sister um, Imaru about this situation. <laughs> and I really, my ego got the better of me, and I mean, I, I think, I know I was going to be a complete fool if he had to pick that phone up. And I know <laughs> it was our creator who would not let this man. I called once, no answer. I called again, no answer. And I was getting ready to call the third time, and then I realized, hey, this is the most I'm protecting you, fool. Just leave it alone. So, yeah. <laughs> so I left it alone. Months went by. He called me back again, and that was my opportunity. I had calmed down, and I said, yeah, I'll do it, but you will never 
talk to me in that way again. I do not disrespect you. You are not ever to disrespect me. So he can't help who he is and how he is, but at least he behaved himself to that degree because I put my foot down. You know, he's still who he is. He's still how he is. When we went out to dinners and everything while I was up there, you know, being a little devious, but whatever they are, you know, every time he turned around, they were trying to get me to eat uh, big dietary law. Bringing out, I asked for salmon or tuna, and I see this raw fish, and I'm on the plate. I'm like, hello? Yes. Uh, oh, we got to end? We hear you. No, no, we hear you since oh. I, I think somebody might have switched over. Oh, oh, so yeah. And I see this raw tuna on the plate, and I'm like, what is this? I was about to flip out, but I said, no, keep it cool. <laughs> Just don't eat it. And one of them ate it. And, you know, and then they bring out lobsters and crab. I said, nope, I'm not eating any of that. Nope, don't want it. And they were just all kind of, it's almost like I was under the microscope because I could feel how, you know, all the eyes were on me. Everybody was going to be like, okay, what's she going to do? You know, I'm thinking, why are you testing me like this? Because I know he knows more than um, he wants to let on that he knows about me. He comes on this way. And he's rubbing elbows with the Rothschilds and all these people who are the slave masters. So don't right. play games with me because I know you know, I know that you know. Right. who I am, and you know that I know who I'm learning who I am, because you're all up in my business, probably even listening to this call, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, and then after this last time working with him, I said again, I'm not going to work for him again, and then he'll call back, and, and, I'm, and I'll, you know, I'll say, well, you know, we got a nation to build, we got things to do, you know, put that pride aside, get some money, and do what you got to do. Right, Leave the right, rest. right, so, right. But that I hear. I, I wanted to uh, say something. Um, I'll, I'll say two things, and then I, I'll state my main point. Uh, I know how you felt when you were uh, eating at the table with these people, and you were very particular about what it is you eat, because it's kind of like how I am at my job. As you know, I told my job, you know, when I let them know about, you know, my conversion, or not even conversion, but just reinstatement, so to uh, so to speak, because that is basically what we are doing here by going back to that contract. We're reinstating the contract. Um, I told them I do not eat pork. So, you know, they were weirded out when, you know, they kind of saw what I constantly cook because that got to a point where every time you look, they was always cooking something with pork and it's out. just like I say, well, do I just bring my own food? I'll, I, you know, I try to incorporate raw vegetables and everything that I eat, almost everything that I eat. When I'm at the job, I cook a lot of raw vegetables, or I, I use raw vegetables only because um, I'm able to, you know, use the material that they have there. So when they see me, they're like, why are you always eating vegetables? You never really eat meat. I said, I do eat meat. I just don't eat it all the time. And I don't even think you have to eat it all the time if you're eating vegetables because they have just the same type of stuff in it as meat does. That's, you know, we're, when you're, you know, around people, like that, and, you know, they find out that you're Hebrew, they're going to always kind of keep you under the microscope just to kind of see whether or not if you are, quote, unquote, following God's laws, something they may not know nothing about, but at the end of the day, you're going to be scrutinized. That's, that comes with the walk. But I'll also say this. Um, going back to what you and Andrew were stating about what is success, 
And I think you guys have to kind of remember that the political uh, religion has kind of already been set, you know, in this country uh, when they instituted capitalism. So it's capitalism that kind of sets the tone for what people actually aspire. People confuse success with having material things. That is just promoted through capitalism, which pretty much tells people to buy, buy, buy. Pursuit of happiness is in houses, money, and cars. But that is only because the people who are manufacturing this stuff is getting the, you know, they're getting paid off of you buying them. So they're going to promote it. That is why people are so fixated on it. So, you know, success is basically what, you know, you value or uh, or whatever uh, uh, Andrew stated it. But just remember what's the driving force behind what's being determined as success here, and it's capitalism. Um, but um, I'll um, open up the floor once again. I know we're, like, at 9 o'clock. Oh, actually, we, at, we are at 9 o'clock. Um, I just opened up the floor again for any uh, uh, statements anybody has about what Sister Adiana um, has stated or I stated or just another topic in general. Just state your name for and on the record. Salam, question. Um, what do you, you know, I, I've been noticing a lot of, um, what, what, what I've been noticing a lot of Negro actors getting with Caucasian females for, and, and kind of using them. When I say using them, I mean like using them in a manner like their name alone allows them to, the name alone allows them, the name of their partner that they get with allows them to be more out in the light, more out in the open, more out in the public so so that they can get some kind of recognition. Because I know at one point in time, Jay Electra. I think I, even, I think his name is J Electra or J Electron. He was um he was with a Rockefeller. He the Rockefeller Rothschild, one or the other, right? Biggest of Rothschild. He was with a Rothschild, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Call me judgmental. Call me what you wanna call it, but yo, I thought like ah shucks, this dude trying to get with this chick for some moolah. <laughs> You try to get out evil because I ain't going to front. Man, I ain't seen nothing in that girl. Straight up. She looked like a crackhead. I'm, I'm not even trying to judge her no way from her fashion, but straight up. You know, and I'm now, now hearing that Jamie Foxx on the news they're saying, on the radio station they're saying J- Jamie Foxx impregnated Katie Holmes. I don't, I I don't even know how Katie Holmes yeah. I don't even know how Katie Holmes looks like, but one thing that one thing that kind of got out to me is the radio, the radio, the the newscaster, whatever her name is, right? Radio station lady. She said, "Oh, I never knew Katie Holmes was James Jamie Foxx's type." I was like, "What?" I was like, "How is she gonna say that? How is she gonna say she never knew Katie Holmes is is Jamie Foxx's type?" I don't know. I don't know how Katie Holmes looks. I don't even know who Katie Holmes is. I don't know, but to me, it just seems like a lot of these actors are are are, are they're kind of using their um 
They're using Caucasian people because even number one, they see the value that they see some kind of value that Caucasians do possess. That I guess the ones that they want that that some Caucasians don't even realize that they possess whatever value that they do have. Um, you know, they, I don't know, and I I I I I hope my my um. My my explanation of of the scenario is kind of clear, but I want to know what you guys think on that. Do you think that some nations, do you think our own people use other nations to make it? Yeah, to make it and, and in, to make it and in a sense not to be considered as the black guy. Hmm, that's a good or question. Or black people. Uh, can I can I say some light on that? I um, if you guys check the fight blog in the university, I had posted something from the Protocol Zion. Uh, actually, it was a translated version from the Russian uh, version of the book, and there are I think at least five pages that I took from out that book that actually tell you that they are, that this society promotes French, Spanish, and I guess you could say other type of European women with other different races because what they are allowing these women to do is to profit off of these marriages that they are getting in with these people because eventually what's going to happen is if these people get into a divorce, especially in Hollywood, you gotta pay some type of uh, alimony or spousal support or something like that, or you know the other half gets half, you know. So they're walking away with some millions of dollars, and they're gonna bring it back to their community. But these so-called Spanish, French, and maybe German or other European women are part of this Jewish uh, uh, Zionist program. And I don't know if you know this, brother, but a lot of Hollywood are uh, are Jewish, full of Jews. Even the actor, Scarlett Johansson is Jewish, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there are a lot of, I guess you can say, European uh, women who just so happen to be Jewish. And there just so happen to be black brothers who seem to uh, marry these women, maybe thinking that they can get some type of status. Because I remember I, I read a meme. Uh, uh, it was the lady who played Eartha Kitt. She was talking about why she never dated black men because of, she stated that a black man told her that he wouldn't be able to make it in a business if he had a black woman on his arm. So he dated the white woman to gain status. But, see, that might just be the game of it all, whereas in black men think that they're gaining status by being with these Caucasian or European women, who just so happen to be Jewish, by the way, think that they're gaining status but with these women. But in all, in all retrospect, these women are being used like pawns to formulate marriages. It's almost kind of like amalgamating with someone in order to breed them out. Because eventually what's going to happen is they're going to uh, reap the benefits of that marriage. These women are going to reap the benefits of the marriage, especially if they get a divorce. That money is going to go back to the Jewish community. So 
these people have been operating ten steps ahead of these Negroes. These Negroes are just like way behind in the game. They ain't as smart as these Jews, especially since they have orchestrated that whole Hollywood. That's their platform. So they know what they're doing by, you know, intro, you know, fostering these relationships, so to speak. Because I don't even know how Jamie Foxx and, and that, uh, if I, I assume she's Caucasian. I've seen what she looks like, but I don't know if she's Caucasian because she almost kind of looks mixed with something, uh, Italian or uh, uh, German or whatever. Uh, Katie Holmes is her name. She used to be married to um, um, Tom Cruise, who oh, that's is, oh, yeah, that's that, that was his ex yeah, that was his ex-wife, but she date she called off the marriage because well, actually he called off the marriage. He divorced her because she did not want to be involved in the Scientology. She didn't even want to be. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know that, exactly. That yeah, I don't know exactly how Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes met, but she doesn't even look all the way Caucasian. So I don't really know exactly what it is, but. I, but you also have to remember this, brother. Teresa mentioned several on several different occasions that a lot of these contracts that Hollywood has for these people may not allow them to be with certain demographics. So he might his only option may have been is to be with a white woman only because his contract promotes that. It's almost mm-hmm. kind of like it almost kind of mirrors what. Europe used to do with their marriages. Like, if you pay attention, like, one thing I was fascinated by is looking at the relationships that uh, Anglo-Saxons had with the Moors. You can see some of uh, people like Charlotte, uh, Queen Charlotte Sophia. Her husband was uh, German, but she was Moorish. I don't know from which side, but I know that she was Moorish. But if you start paying attention and looking back into uh, the Roman Empire and uh, England and all of those other different factions, you'll notice that a lot of uh, marriages were formulated between Germans and everybody else. But these Germans were actually Romans. But so to speak, they were kind of like being that they controlled the platform is their way of kind of breeding these people out of their estates because once they amalgamate, then the child becomes mixed, but then whoever the child takes after, that is who that kingdom is going to go to afterward. So it seems like they would promote a lot of these German men or these German women to be dealing with, I say black men and these so-called Caucasoid women, it looks like they are using these women to marry these men to take their earnings and bring it back to the Jewish community. That's what it looks like. Oh, okay. So whereas in these black people look like they are using these Sorry. white women, it's the other way around. <laughs> and, you know, Shalom, uh, you know, it's funny how you said that because um, the same way how I thought about with Jay Electra and that Rothschild lady, that's the same way how I thought about it with Kanye West and um and um <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Yeah, thank you. That lady, right? And um uh, you know, I was in the store in Walmart yesterday and 
it's funny because I was thinking that, but I never watched none of their TV shows, right? Um, I didn't know they were worthy of watching, but okay. <laughs> yeah, the Kardashian shows, but based off, like, I'll get a few glimpses in here and there from, like, the media. Every time I see Kanye, Kanye looks anger and anger. It's like, he, like, it's like he, like, he had a blueprint plan and he did some calculations. And he's like, what did I get myself into? Oh, like he always looked more angry because he married a Kardashian. He married a Kardashian, right? I'm not saying anything bad about Kardashian, but that's that's what I see, right? And it's as if it's like it's as if like the table flipped. Like he made it a plan and it didn't go according to the plan, or yeah, as as your way how you're putting it, right? And then in the same article. In the same newspaper magazine, it, uh, it said on one side of uh, it's funny because you know um, it reminds me of actually talking about you know in Walmart magazines like there's so many propaganda, so many conspiracies, right? But one magazine said, "Oh, it's over, Kardashian and Kanye break up," and then the next next magazine said, "Kardashian is said to be an Iranian spy." It's like. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, that's funny, you know, that's different. But um, it, it, the way how you're putting it up, the way I hear you making mention it, as far as in these people, they make it seem like, yeah, you know, the artist is, is the one that's getting the benefit of the doubt, whatever, you know, he's the one that's getting his name blown up. But, you know, I, I know the Kardashian family, if I was going to look at it, and, if I was going to look at it and follow the money, I look at it like okay. I would look at it like Kanye. He's this he's this artist and he's trying to blow up. He's trying to be different. He's not trying to just be a rapper or an entertainer. He's trying to be that entertainer, that rapper, that artist that's different. He didn't stay up in Chicago. He did his thing from Paris, from in the UK. But he needed the funds. He needed the money. He he couldn't deal with. He couldn't deal with the regulators sucking all his money, being them bloodsuckers. He couldn't deal with every time he made a few hits that the record label would always get 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 the recognition for that. Yeah, sure, everybody knows in the public that it's Kanye West. But at the end of the day, when Kanye West ain't Kanye, when Kanye ain't Kanye West, Kanye ain't receiving Kanye money. You know, so at the end of the day, he's like he Kanye needs money. Kanye West is the one that's receiving the money, but Kanye West is being subjected to the to to, to the to, to the terms and conditions that is in the contract that is for the record labor label, right? That is running Kanye West. You know, so uh, that's how I would look at it. You know, that's how I would look at it based on this conversation. And I ain't sending no conspiracy. I'm just speaking of me following the money trail and 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 um me speaking on the matters of as far as these entertainers getting in these interracial relationships for benefit. And if it's not even interracial benefit, if it's not even interracial relationships for benefit, people view marriages as, well, regardless if they don't view it as not, view it as marriage, uh, uh, view it as being used, a lot of people, they still view marriages in essence, for like, okay, listen, I bring, I bring, I'm getting with this guy because, you know what, um, 
it's female saying, I'm getting with this guy because he got good hair. She got good teeth. She got good feet, blah, 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 so forth or whatnot. You know, I'm just using poor example, but whatever. It, she got good money, right? He got good credit, right? Oh, his side of the family is, 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 is good people. Um, and I, don't get me wrong, those are righteous things. Yeah, having good people in your family. But a lot of people, they go, they use it in the wrong manner. They use it in the wrong manner, you know, because at the end of the day, if you have some people that get with people only for what assets they have, that, then that's going to be a bad thing if the assets they have is only their intentions and then the youths, whatever youths they bring forth, they're not going to care much about those youths because to those interracial people, they're not going to care about the upbringing or the, the, tra- or the traumatization that the, the little Negro girl or the little Darkson girl going to have to go through because she's getting picked on because she has a unique name, different kind of hair. You know, they're, they're, they're not going to really know how to deal with those things on those bases. Sure, they might care, but at the end of the day, they can't solve the problem because they're not, they can't, they can't relate to what it is that we're going on through because, they, you know, we don't speak the same language. As I said before, it would be easy for me to speak the language on a constructive side because I'm with my people. I can relate with them. They don't even have to say a full sentence, but I understand to the discretion of what they need. With other nations, we, they, that, that's something that we don't have and, and they don't have. And it's not to degrade them and say that, you know, that they're less than us. It's just, it's just a void that they don't have. But that, I guess that's for us to uplift ourselves, edify ourselves, edify ourselves in a manner that we can speak unto them in a, in a way where, you know what, we're not, we're not really, we're, we're speaking, using our minds, and we're speaking, using our words, and we're saying what we mean and mean what we say where we could be understood. I ain't mean to be so laborious in my talks. I yield. You know, man, brother, because I, I, at the end of the day, I, we want, I want you to be able to express how you feel. But I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh, while it's still fresh on, on the table, does anyone have anything else that they want to add to that argument? Or what are your thoughts on what the brother was saying? Anybody uh, share any concerns about that? I don't even know. I, well, I, I don't know necessarily on. Um, but what I will say, uh, go ahead, brother. Well, it's, it's a statement comment, comment Kanye made. I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, you know, yeah. <laughs> I can. I will say this. It just seems like, to me personally, it just seems like ever since he got with that woman, he does not seem happy. He doesn't look like someone who is, uh, uh, I guess you can say, of a a, a peaceful. Oh, someone who has a peace of mind, so to speak. If you pay attention to him, he just... Well, I mean, Kanye West has always kind of just been kind of cocky, but this brother has just become more arrogant every single day. He's more egotistical than he used to be. And he used to be... 
I don't want to say this without sounding crazy, but he used to be pro-black. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you guys remember that, but he Kanye West used to have uh, he used to he used to have a uh, uh, aura by him that was I care about my people, I love my people, I am pro-black, I am this, I am that, and it just seemed like once he got grafted into that Hollywood life, it just became more consumed with Kanye. Everything is Kanye. Now, I mean, again, we live in a society that promotes egoism and idolatry, so, I mean, you know, that's, you know, some people don't take uh, fame, you know, as well as others. But I'll say this. He does not seem happy. Um, And I think that he will find his true happiness is he can get back to who he once was, actually standing for something. I right, I'll give you an example. Kanye West came out with some clothing. I couldn't tell you what that was about. I didn't can tell you why he came up with that particular type of clothing. It looked that horrible. I it it that was probably the worst idea Kanye West probably could have ever came out when his life was that particular clothing line. I've seen some stuff that Kanye West has come out with. Like, he used to have some shoes I thought was, like, dope. He came out with some Nike Dunks that was in, uh, pertaining to an album that he had did, a college dropout. And they were um, something that was in conjunction with his album. That was the Kanye West I knew. But, I mean, he's become so Eurocentric in everything that he does that he's lost a sense of self. He's lost a sense of purpose, really, and... It just seems like he's gotten it since he has latched on to, I call them the vampires, but ever since he's latched on to the, that vampire of a family, he just seems to be, he, he just seems to be not as creative as he used to be, and it's reflective in a lot of business ventures that he does. That's just me personally. I mean, I per, personally, I don't even buy any of his music. I don't even listen to uh, a lot of his music. If any music I listen to by him is probably some of his earlier productions, but that's just me. You have you might have Kanye West fans on here, but he just doesn't seem like the Kanye West used to be when he wasn't dealing with them. Um, so, when, yes, sir. I don't mean to, I thought you were doing. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, oh no, 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 no I'm good. I'm good, brother. For what is worth, the Kardashian girls, because priest, Brother Priest always say this in the nation, the girls will get it quicker than the men. Kardashian girls are real, very, very great contracting. They they, they do oh, contract yeah. very well. They can, they can contract their way through a whole lot of stuff. And how she contracted her way through Chris Murphy's marriage and walked away with millions, she did the same thing with, uh, with, with uh, Kanye. If he leave her, he got to pay her for the rest of his life. And and, oh, yeah. and 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 they 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 well how they say it con- contracting harlots and with that I yield. Well, let me also throw this on the table because that may this may add some shed some light to it. I've never seen an episode where they went back to Armenia because I think they're Armenian or something like that. And if anybody knows anything, okay, if anybody knows anything about you know Armenia is like. They they have a very large Jewish population, and I remember seeing an episode where they took they took homage 
to uh, or pilgrimage to go back to, uh, I think, Israel or Armenia, one of those places, to celebrate Passover, Hanukkah, one of those Jewish holidays. And they were, they, like, they were talking about how it was uh, uh, important to their culture and stuff like that. And so I was saying to myself, oh, they're Jewish. <laughs> so if, if, you know, if they're contract harlots, that may have something to do with it because everybody knows that those Jews know, if there's anything that they know about commerce, they know how to contract. So uh, that may have something to do with it. But um, I just remember seeing it, and I was just thinking to myself, I didn't even know they were Jewish. Um, I remember they were talking. I saw the episode, and I was just like, oh, wow, so they are Jewish. That makes sense. Well, you know, well, now it makes sense because then it didn't make sense because I was thinking, why are they so trashy? Why would they participate in a lifestyle that promotes idolism or uh, uh, something that would promote uh, immorality. I mean, it's, I mean, everything about them just looks trashy to me. But as far as their contract, they have always been on point with that. And they have managed to create uh, some businesses out of what, you know, what's going on with, and with their shows and their lifestyles and all the other different stuff. But uh, that I just wanted to throw that out there. But uh, does anyone else have anything else that they want to add to the discussion, or um, any uh, other topics they want to just put on the table? I'm sorry, Megan. Just one real quick, brother, because it does all make sense um, about everything that you and the other brothers are saying about the, um, the Kardashians and the contracts and the. Uh, with Kanye not being happy, look at Lamar Odom. It's like none of the, the men who married Kardashian women have ever been happy. <laughs> really, it's like a pattern. And because, like you said, they're, they're in it for contract and business. They're not in yeah. it for love or happiness. So the man's not going to be happy. Who gets with them? Mm-hmm. I was just also thinking about the fact that uh, their brother Rob, um, uh, is now uh, the father of uh, uh, this woman. I think her name is, uh, I think she's a social like uh, uh, black China. Black China. And she, um, I guess she's, you know, she's, she's, uh, have, uh, she just had his baby. And I was just thinking to myself, I noticed the type of, like, if you ever really pay attention to Kardashians, the only people they seem to really deal with are people in the hip hop industry or uh people who are in the uh sports industry. So to speak. or I just say anybody that's in the entertainment industry and I mean of course birds of a feather, you know, birds of a feather. I mean that's I guess that you know, word goes a long or that phrase goes a long way, but I was just sitting here thinking that they only go after a particular breed of blacks. I've never seen them with a particular, like a, a, a black that was just like a low-class actor or somebody who was just like a, a D-list singer or D-list, you know, actor or uh, a, a bench 
uh, athlete or something of that nature. They will always go with someone who is, I guess you can say, high profile. Not to say that Tigger or uh, that guy, Young Tiger, whatever his name is, is high profile, but he's a rapper. Then you got Lamar Odom, and then you had Chris uh, Humphreys or whatever his name is. Reggie um, Bush. Reggie, Reggie Bush. Yeah, I remember when she was dating Reggie Bush. You didn't hear nothing about Reggie Bush no more. I mean, like, it's almost kind of like he fell off the planet. It's like when, yeah, it's almost like when he once they stop dealing with these women, they just fall off the planet. Like Reggie Bush, when he was there in Kim Kardashian, always it was almost like he was relevant. But of course, he was paying for the with the, with the Louisiana. Uh, uh, what what's that uh, 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 football team he played for? The Louisiana uh, New Orleans Saints. Oh, New Orleans Saints. I don't know why I'm saying uh, Louisiana, but New Orleans Saints. <laughs> it almost kind of like just fell off the map. Nobody, nobody even talks about Reggie Bush no more. But I mean, even Chris Humphreys, nobody even talks about him no more. Rashawn uh, Odom, Rashawn yeah. yeah, it's like anybody they come in contact with, it's just they just pretty much just they are not relevant anymore. People, they was even concerned with their money lifestyles and stuff, and now that's not even hot. That's not even popping no more. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you could say these women or uh, these, uh, I guess you say these Jews, they're very high profile and they go after a specific type of people. But once they've gotten what they can get, you don't even hear about the other collective no more. You don't hear about them anymore. And the only reason why you hear about Lamar Odom is because, you know, they're still going through that whole divorce and drug thing and all that stuff. But after a while, he wouldn't even be a household name anymore. Is it he is it now? But yeah, I you. Shalom, I I ain't mean to, I I want to ask you. Did uh you know the longer that him and Chloe stay together, the more money she get. That's why they ain't got no legal divorce yet. That's in her contract with him. Yes, sir. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Boy, oh boy, that's probably why he did. That's probably if he is on drugs, that's probably why <laughs> he can't get out that damn contract. Um, but um, now I see why uh, learning contracts is very important because of things like that. So the women knew what they was getting in. I remember I heard that. I remember I heard the uh, daughter Chloe. She had a convert. She was having a. Uh, she did an interview with this one guy. And he was like, I know that you don't date white men. And so she stated, no, he said, have you, he bust out of ass and said, have you ever seen, and forgive me when I say this, have you ever seen a a, a white penis? And she stated, I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen a white penis, but I'm not discriminative, but I've never, I mean, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I don't, I've never had to date them. So I'm just like, well, dang, just seem like your preference just only just seem toward, to be towards black. Just like their whole, maybe so that the the younger one, I don't even know her name, uh, but it just seems like they have a particular type. They go after the Negroes. They go after the, they go after our, our Judah brothers. I've never seen them go after any Puerto Ricans or Native Americans or dating their own kind and all of that other different stuff. I've never Come seen on. it with an Armenian. 
You, yes, think, you think it could be because we the only one that don't know contracting? Pretty much. That may be just why. And or with the you money, know, with the money. I mean, with, with the, the money. money. Yeah. yeah. And that could just be it. And that just goes back to what uh, Andrew was talking about earlier. You know, where a lot of these brothers are, you know, he was saying why these brothers are with these white women. Well, see, they think in their mind that gives them status. But in the, these Jews' mind, it's like, okay, you might get status, but we get money. Because <laughs> once we divorce you, our women are bringing that money back to our communities. And they're going to go and they're going to get with one of our own. They're going to go get with one of their own kind. They're going to spend your money. So, I mean, our people, uh, I mean, but I noticed that a lot of these so-called A-list actors or B-list actors are starting to divorce these women, too. They did. He was married to this Caucasian woman for, I think, maybe, I can't remember how long he was married to this woman. They got divorced maybe a couple of years ago. And I was just like, oh, okay. Now it's starting to, you know, now you're starting to see this becoming kind of like a pattern. You'll start to see it probably more and more as our people are starting to wake up and they're starting to see. Because these celebrities ain't really sleep either. They just can't really do anything about this situation. What can they do? They don't own their contracts. They can only execute them. So, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I'll take any more thoughts on uh, what you guys' thoughts on this are, if anybody has any. Oh, uh, no one has any thoughts. I, I, well, I'll say this. It is 9.32. Oh, uh, someone spoke. Yeah, I was going to make mention of something swiftly, um, quickly. I mean, um, yes, sir. you know, it's funny, uh, you know, it's funny how we're being used, right? Uh, unawareingly, you know, we going around and we trying to get with these uh we trying to, you know, we trying to use these people for their fame and whatever it can be that they can help bring us, right? Their fame, their honor, their name, and you check out in the scriptures. That's the exact same reason why the Mosai put the Israelites in captivity every time. Every single time he put them in captivity, he's like, "I gave you your own law. You know, I gave you your own customs." Gave your own dietary laws, I gave your own traditions, gave you all these things, I gave your own government. Yeah, you still you still being kept and you still were being um bamboozled with the oohs and the ahs of the other nations. Don't you don't do don't offer into um don't offer unto other nations, other gods, right? Don't burn your children on into the fire like the Moabites and these other nations, and we still were not content, right? So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we as a people, we continue on going on and trying to get the fame of the other nations and not really understanding what is the whole purpose. Because when it's all said and done, you have every, the individual has everything underneath the sun that they're supposed, that they ever wanted. Then what? You have all the money in the world. You're the richest character in the world. Then what? 
What's your next move? Well, so at the end of the day, all that money don't mean nothing if you don't have a next move. What that are you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Okay. Um, I, I was. Uh, uh, I reiterated. The time now is nine thirty-five. Um, I, I don't want to hold uh, us here as long um, because I know that most of us have uh, things that we have to attend to. Um, what I'll do is I can uh, I, we can adjourn for this evening. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I stated last week uh, before we left last week to make sure that we're looking for homes because we're pretty much at the um, we're almost at the a uh, stage where we'll be executing uh, for uh, homes. Uh, pretty soon, so we just want to make sure that we have enough homes uh, put in place uh, in the uh, Dropbox so that when we make our executions, everyone is, you know, when we divvy these homes out, everyone will have their share. So make sure you're sending homes. This is just one a day, one a, every two days or however. I just send them to uh, R-E-I-G at ToneNetwork.com, um, so we can get these houses and things in order. And with that, we will adjourn for this evening. See you guys back here next Thursday, uh, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I mean, uh, Standard Time, six o'clock PM Central. Shalom, shalom, brother. Shalom.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.